You are listening to Healing Arts with Dr. Shelley Care. Visit me online at www.pastlifelady.com. Connect with me on YouTube at Past Life Lady or on my Facebook fan page at Past Life Lady. The Healing Arts Program is not intended as a substitute for consultation with a licensed medical or mental health professional. The listener should regularly consult a physician or mental health professional in matters relating to his or her health, and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. This program provides content related to educational, medical, and psychological topics. As such, listening to the program implies your acceptance of this disclaimer. Guess what? Healing Arts Podcast has been nominated for a Coalition of Visionary Resources Award as one of the best spiritual podcasts. Thank you so much for supporting my show and for listening to the program. I would love it if you would vote for the show. And the other nominees I have this year is Past Lives in Ancient Lands and Other Worlds was nominated as the best book in past life regression. And Journeys Through the Akashic Records was nominated as one of the best self-help books. And so I've got the links below. I would love it if you would take a moment to vote for me. I would be so grateful. And if you complete the screens on the survey, hit the complete button and take a screenshot, you can email me at Shelly at ShellyCare.com and I will give you a free guided imagery journey that you can enjoy to say thank you for voting for my books and for this Healing Arts Podcast. Thanks for listening to the show. I look forward to joining you for season 15, which will be coming up soon. And in the meantime, thanks for your vote. Welcome to Healing Arts. I'm your host, Dr. Shelley Kerr. Hey, dear one. Welcome to Healing Arts. So how are you doing? What's been going on? So we're here now on season 15. I cannot believe it. We started this show in May of 2020 at the beginning of May. So we are going into year three together which is hard to believe. And I have lots and lots of events coming up, so I wanted to catch you up on that. Um, I'm going to be doing a free gem and mineral healing class on Zoom coming up at the end of the month. I will have the link below. I am also doing the Wednesday night webinar in May for the Edgar Casey Foundation. That will be on the first Wednesday in May, which is May 3rd. I will have that link below. And then on the weekend of May 5th and 6th and 7th, I will be in Virginia Beach at the annual reincarnation conference at the Edgar Casey Foundation. So I'm doing a program Friday night and I am doing another program all morning on Saturday where we are going to go on some exciting guided journeys. 
And so I'll have the links below. And my guest today, Greg Unterberger, is going to be at that program also. So we're getting ready to get into an exciting conversation with Greg. But before that, I just wanted to tell you, I recorded a couple of really short guided imagery processes. Well, they're not really guided imagery. It's more like just some deep breathing that we're going to do at the beginning and then another one at the end of every episode in season 15. So this is not something where you need to have your eyes closed. It's just about breathing, you know, breathing in love and peace and letting go of any kind of tensions that you may have. So even if you're driving or you're walking or whatever it is that you all are doing while listening, you can still participate safely. And so we're going to do that. So um, in just a second, the music will play. We will come into that. And then we're going to get into today's exciting guest, which I think you will really enjoy my conversation with Greg. All right. So I hope you're doing well. I'm super excited that we are back together again. And let's get this party started. Welcome to this moment of relaxation. So wherever you're at, whether you're sitting, whether you're in movement, go ahead and take a moment now to focus on your breathing and take a deep and healing breath in through your nose, breathing in love and joy and peace and light and exhaling any tensions or concerns and take another deep breath in through your nose and exhale and continue to breathe and relax and as you breathe just imagine every single cell in your being is filling with love and awareness to this moment, to relaxing, and to just being you as we continue with another deep healing breath in through the nose, engaging in love and harmony and joy and happiness, and exhaling love and joy and harmony. Welcome to another episode of Healing Arts. So guess what? We're now in season 15 of the show. We're going into our third year, and I want to thank you for your support of the Healing Arts podcast. We were recently nominated as one of the best spiritual podcasts by the Coalition of Visionary Resources, and I cannot thank you enough for watching my show. And so I have a very special guest today. I've got a lot of new events coming up, and I'm so excited uh, to have our guest today, Greg Unterberger. He is joining me at the annual reincarnation conference at the Edgar Casey Foundation in Virginia Beach. 
the first weekend in May, we want you to come to Virginia Beach and hang out with us. But even if you can't, guess what? This is going to be online. And Greg and I have a lot in common, and I'm so excited to meet you, Greg. Welcome to Healing Arts. It's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. So you, I want to read Greg's bio to you because there's a lot to unpack here. Greg Unterberger is a former clinical supervisor and adjunct faculty in psychology at Texas State University, another Texan. Awesome. He's currently a licensed professional counselor in private practice, seeing clients inclusively online. He's trained and certified as a past life regression therapist by Dr. Brian Weiss, who we all know and love, author of Many Lives, Many Masters. And his case studies are featured in Dr. Weiss's latest book, Miracles Happen. Greg has also contributed to a number one Amazon bestseller, We Touched Heaven. He's the developer of the Transpersonal Breathwork and Spiritual Activation, two powerful modalities that make mystic psychedelic experiences available to ordinary people without the aid of drugs or years of meditative practice. He's an international presenter for the Edgar Casey Foundation, wonderful, for the Association for Research and Enlightenment. He's author of The Quickening, Leaping Ahead on Your Spiritual Journey, and co-founder of Soul Empowerment Community, which is an online network that links members across the country with live workshops and in-person events for spiritual growth. Greg, there is so much to talk about. Um, I guess I'm very nosy, so I was just curious if we could go way back to how you first your journey first started for you and how you received that calling to go into professional counseling. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, well, um, I was always interested in the Edgar Casey work in metaphysics ever since I was a kid. And I, I like to joke that, you know, we talked about reincarnation and karma and meditation over the dinner table, over peas and mashed potatoes, the way most, uh, you know, families talk about, you know, what was on TV last night. So it wasn't odd or strange for me to um, just be interested in this material. Um, in my younger years, I worked as a performer and a DJ and a, and a producer radio and television and film and um then i sort of got reintroduced to uh the concept of uh, metaphysics again through um, a course in miracles and, and an amazing teacher named uh, dr frank allen who was a psychotherapist and uh, i spent a weekend with him at a workshop and I, he was just amazing and i saw change all around me and i thought i don't know what this is but i want to do it for a living uh and returned to school in my 30s to um to get my master's and become a licensed counselor. So yeah, this is I mean, spirituality and metaphysics have always been of interest to me. Um, but then, you know, in my thirties, I decided to make a career out of them. So that's amazing. So basically you're saying you were talking about Edgar Casey at the family dinner table. Mm -hmm. Yep. That is incredible. So, you know, I, I really love that you are a licensed counselor with this kind of background. Do you find that it's very unique to be combining your spiritual perspective in your current profession? It, it is. Um, uh, although I think, you know, people are much more open to spirituality. It's interesting. I mean, I have clients that are atheists and agnostics, and I work with them on their depression or their anxiety. And then I have people that are deeply into um, meditation 
and um, psychic experience, and they say, Greg, it's really nice to work with you because uh, if I come to you and I say, I think I'm hearing an inner voice, you don't put me on Thorazine or something, <laughs> you know? Um, so uh, it's nice to be able to talk about those things um, without any fear of condemnation and understanding. Uh, that's not to say that, you know, as, as you well know, things like schizophrenia exist, uh, but that doesn't mean that everybody that has a powerful transcendent experience is losing their mind. Uh, very often it means they're waking up spiritually. Absolutely. Yeah. I always talk about the little thing that talks to me in my head. So nobody's hauled me off yet, but you know, it could still happen. Obviously. So far so good. <laughs> so far so good. That's all we can hope for. So I'm really interested. There's a lot of discussion now about, um, which was mentioned in your bio, hallucinogenics and things like that. And I was wondering if you could share that part of your work as well. I think there's um, growing interest in this topic. Yes. Well, my interest in this, of course, goes back to the 90s. And um, for, the, for those of you that, <laughs> what, is it, what is it, you know, the movie stars, I said, I experimented with drugs, you know, like they wore a white lab coat or something like that. I, I never did much of that. Um, uh, but there was a gentleman who did, who you may be familiar with, Dr. Stanislav Grof, who did a lot of research into um, hallucinogens in the 60s and 70s, and then they shut down his work in the mid-70s. Um, and all of that stuff sort of went underground. I'm not saying that people didn't continue to do some work there, but it wasn't, wasn't done at major universities and wasn't done publicly. And here recently, there's been a renaissance and an interest in that. And we have um, ketamine clinics and people going to um, South America for ayahuasca ceremonies and things like that, which is very exciting. M my work, um, I studied some with Groff and Groff Transpersonal Training, um, is, is, is interested in breath work. And what Groff discovered when everybody shut down his research into hallucinogens was that uh, partly by accident and partly through intention, he developed what he called holotropic breathwork from the Greek holos, meaning um, uh, whole, wholeness, and uh, tropic, meaning moving towards, so a, a kind of breathing that took you toward wholeness. And it was an accelerated kind of yogic breathing um, that, um, uh, along with powerful music and uh, a sacred set and setting and therapeutic support, um, transported in people into realms of consciousness that we heretofore thought only happened to mystics and for people that were longtime meditators or people that experimented with drugs. Um, and so I was fascinated by that. And after studying with him, I developed my own version of that modality. I'm not saying it's better or any worse, uh, but there were some unique things that I wanted to add to it and it is called transpersonal breath work. And so um, it, it, um, amazingly, the kinds of experiences that people have on psychedelics can happen during transpersonal breath work. Um, people say they touch the face of God. They see other lifetimes. They meet people who've crossed over. Like they're breathing. People can access other realms of consciousness, even if they are not using any kind of um, ayahuasca or other substance is what you're saying. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because although, you know, I know just enough to be dangerous here, I'm not a neuroscientist. It seems that the, when someone takes drugs, the, 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 the chemistry is it unlocks chemicals that are already in our brains. So it's not like they're not present and available to us already. It's that we don't have access to them. And so through this breathing and set and setting and, and, and music, all of them sort of combined together, not as simple as just breathing, um, then these kind of realms can be accessed, which is very exciting because I think most people, first time I did breath work with anybody, I thought, 
well, you know, these people haven't meditated ever before. What would they know about mystic experience? And I saw bankers and housewives and, and uh, you know, folks off the street that had never meditated or were barely interested in metaphysics have these powerful experiences. And I thought, this is just incredible. It is amazing. And I think that's another reason why I like your work so much is because you're not... Um... You're not preaching to the choir, so to speak. You're really out there with regular people. I I just don't consider all of us over here to be quite regular, <laughs> if you know what I mean. I mean, people who study the KC work, we're we're a we're a unique group. So you're actually out there with just regular everyday people and assisting them with these kinds of really transformational experiences. So do they do they show great improvement and do they change their whole life perspective after um, experiencing some of these experiences? Yeah, there's some research both in, uh, not, not so much in my work, but in holotropic breath work where, you know, m one session, you know, might equal something like six months in therapy or a year in therapy. They can be really, really powerful breakthrough kinds of experiences. Um, they should not be seen any more than a, a single psilocybin trip or a ketamine trip should be seen as a replacement you know, absolute replacement for therapy, um, but but they can, again, the title of my book, Leaping Ahead in Your Spiritual Journey, how can we get there faster? I'm a student of A Course in Miracles for over 30 years, and one of the lines from the course is, miracles collapse time. And that would suggest that when we work at the realm of the miraculous, that we can speed things up. And of course, therapists talk about this all the time, and they talk about a breakthrough experience. Well, the psychologist Abraham Maslow talked about peak experiences back in the 60s and 70s. You know, so it's not like, you know, in some ways, the quickening is just a nice catchphrase, uh, which comes from Casey, by the way, who says that all of us must be quickened and that, you know, in an, in an instant, things can happen with the cooperation of the divine or the Holy Spirit that makes for rapid changes. Um, so, but, but, to, but it's not unique. We, we've sort of framed it in other ways. But the idea that we can use very specific modalities to trigger these kinds of experiences um, are, is exciting. And the idea that they can be done without drugs or, or that we, you know, I mean, lots of people say, well, if you meditate for years, you know, then maybe one of these days you'll get lucky and, you know, you'll meet your spirit guides or uh, talk to angels or whatever. And, and it's just not so. A, it right. probably doesn't take that long. And, and B, there are ways that you can move more directly towards these experiences, which is very exciting. And they do, they do changes. It is really amazing. Um, and our other shared interest, of course, is past life regression. I, I believe for me, past life regression made such a quick change in myself that that's mm -hmm. when I knew that it also is one of these tools, as you've discussed, that can really make super fast changes. So how did you get into... I guess the first, was it the first time you heard of it was through the Casey readings? And then how did you get into realizing you were going to do this for others? I guess I want to ask. Yeah, um, I, I was, uh, you know, I'd always been interested in reincarnation, of course. And then I read Brian's book and that just like blew me away. His initial book, Many Lives, Many Masters, although all, all of his books are, are good. That one just floored me. Um, and then after I uh, uh, got my license. Um, I uh, trained with him in like 1999. And, um, and that was an amazing experience and really a lot of fun too. So I was always something I kind of hoped to do. Um, 
uh, but to, to do that. And, and, and of course, one of the, one of the things that we're fortunate to do, Shelly, I'm sure you feel the same way and you could name some people, some of the people that were your heroes or, uh, that you read about or something you get to train with or present with. And it, it's such an honor and so exciting, you know, uh, and I could not have been more flattered when Brian wanted to feature my case studies in his uh, latest book, Miracles Happen. So. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, my dear friend Raymond Moody introduced me to Dr. Weiss years ago, and he endorsed my first book on past lives. And then he said it's an overflow business. And so, yeah, I hear you. It, it's like, it's unbelievable when you are reading about these people who, for me, are on a pedestal. Yeah. <laughs> it's very I, I exciting. Think that I think that never goes away completely. So wonderful. It's incredible when you think back to like the early 2000s and before and how people have really opened up so much since then as well to these ideas. This would have been when Dr. Weiss was out there trailblazing. I mean, it was marginally accepted, but it's really okay now to really discuss these kinds of things. And Edgar Casey was another one. I mean, when you think of this genius Sunday school teacher who was brave enough to go beyond his current belief systems to spread all of this wisdom to the world is pretty amazing. I, 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 in particular, I think about that moment, um, uh, you know, where his son, Hugh Lin, um, and maybe many of the listeners know this story, so I hope I'm not retreading too much, but Edgar Casey's son, Hugh Lin, was in an accident and some flash powder that was used back in the day for, to take pictures. You know, you've probably seen them, the big explosions and the puff of smoke and all that. And, and it blew up in Helen's face when he was a little boy. And um, this was early on in Edgar Casey's career as a psychic. And um, the doctor said, um, we're gonna have to remove his eye because otherwise it's gonna infect him. He's gonna lose his sight completely. And he, little Helen said, um, tell daddy go to sleep. Daddy knows the answers to everything when he's asleep. And here was this pivotal moment for Edgar where it's like, am I gonna risk my son's sight on this power that seems to come through me? Or am I gonna to listen to what the doctors are telling me and then I might risk, you know, I mean, I could risk him losing his sight completely. And um, the, the information came through and it was very strange. I think uh, uh, there was an oaken bucket or something. Someone out there will remember the story exactly. And, and they poured like bourbon or scotch into it. And then he was to breathe the fumes and everything. And then there was a poultice, I think, as well. And of course, Hugh Lin, uh, as most of you know, was fully sighted for the rest of his life after they applied the, the Casey remedy. But what a moment that was. What a leap of faith that must have been for him. It's incredible. I mean, when you think about that, that is a great story. That one is excellent. Um, how... Beyond your childhood, like, have you always read the Casey readings or when did you realize that you were going to start presenting and, and really focusing a lot of your professional work in the Casey material? Well, I was always interested in Edgar as a kid growing up and um, I went to like ARE camp and went to ARE functions. Texas, actually, you know, people go, isn't that near the buckle on the Bible belt? Are y'all sure you're studying the reincarnation and you sure that's not Satan? You know, but people forget, for those of you that are in, interested in the Casey work, that Edgar had a lot of connections in Texas because they went down there to look for oil with the Casey Oil Company, which was to help finance the hospital and such. And so a lot of people, there are people that are generations of Texans that are, are have been strong Casey followers. And so strangely, Texas has a, had, at least when I was growing up, had a very strong um, 
um, ARE membership, and they did a couple of workshops, uh, or rather retreats a year, and I, my parents always attended those, and so I grew up with all of that and was fascinated by that. Uh, and then after I became a therapist, I literally was in meditation one day, and it said, like, okay, it's time to become a presenter. And I went up to um, uh, uh, Kevin Tedeschi, who was the, the president of the ARE at a conference one day, and I said, um, I feel like I'm supposed to present for the ARE. <laughs> and Kevin really, it was hysterical because Kevin looked down at his paperwork for a minute and went, okay, call me Monday. <laughs> and it was like, I decided it was time me and my higher power did. And, and, and Kevin checked in with his and like, okay. Uh, you know, and Kevin barely knew me. So, um, and, and then I started presenting and gosh, that was 15 plus years ago. So. Yeah. There's these little synchronicities. That's really amazing. Um, yep. so you and I are going to be at the reincarnation conference, which I can't wait. So Very tell exciting. us without spoiling the surprises, what are we going to be learning from you at that program? Well, uh, what I'm going to say, I mean, very, very respectfully and, 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 and Raymond would understand this. Um, a lot of people sort of put a period on the, uh, near death experience research after reading life after life which of course was written, I believe published in 1975. Uh, and that was a study, I, if I recall correctly, there were about 150 people involved in Raymond's survey, which is substantial, but, but far from comprehensive. And um, Raymond drew a lot of um, uh, conclusions and, uh, and, and you know, made a lot of generalities about the near-death experience, which given that sample was were reasonable and good and right. Um, uh, but there's not a period at the end of the of that research, and it has continued um, at the University of Virginia and through the International Association of Near-Death Studies for the last, what, what is it, 40 years now. And mm -hmm. so a lot of things have changed, and the general public is not aware of it, you know. Um, <laughs> I wanted to call the, originally I was going to call the presentation, um, Heaven, Hell, and Where the Hell's the Tunnel, uh, but I thought, <laughs> thought thought better of it uh well, because like no. yeah <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, one of the nicest uh you know a lady came up to me one time after a three-day presentation she said greg you are somehow the most reverential and irreverential presenter i have ever met and i said that's about the nicest thing anybody's ever said about me <laughs> exactly but um but the truth is uh depending on the research the current research only somewhere between five and 30% of the people see the tunnel and, and, and at least two thirds don't. Everybody talks about seeing the light. Guess what? About a third of people just see blackness. And, and, and it's very loving. About one in six experiences are, according to Dr. PMH Atwater, are hellish. Does this mean hell exists? Uh, what are these dark realms about? And, and a lot of NDE experiencers were like, oh, well, I don't want to bring that forward. Nobody wants to hear about feeling scared and alone and a vast emptiness. Okay. Well, it probably doesn't mean hell as we traditionally think about it. I will give, give away that much. I don't, uh, um, and, and I've talked to people who've had some of these dark experiences and, um, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Um, uh, Howard Storm, My Descent into Death. I don't know if you're familiar with his book, his, his best-selling book. He's a, a rabid atheist, and he went into these darker realms, and I talked to him, and I, he said, you know, he's now a fundamentalist uh, minister. And I said, Howard, I, I know it was dark and it was bad, but, but was it hell? And he said, no, it wasn't hell. 
you know, but then to hear him talk about it, he almost refers to it like it is in some of his sermons and such in his presentations, but when pressed, no. So, you know, and there's lots of people that see beings of light and they say, oh, they're angels. And they'll say, well, you know, that's the name that I give them. You know, that's, I've, I've heard that again and again and again, not necessarily have wings and a halo, you know, and for people that are agnostics or atheists, it's like, oh, angel, oh, that's all Bible and all that stuff. And it's like, but, but what people are saying is they were magnificent beings, they were tall, they were beings of light. Um, but, but, but I don't know what, or what I would call them, you know, Eben Alexander says in retrospect, now what I call them is angels because I can't find a better word for them. But then that conjures up all kinds of things for people that are, um, uh, you know, rabidly uh, anti-Catholic uh, or anti-Christian, right. you know, and, and it's, it's not as simple as that they're angels. We, we don't really know who or what they are. What we can say is that these beings, when they appear, are very often very wise and loving, and people will say they communicate telepathically, and that they felt very wonderful in their presence and very loved. Does that make them angels? I, I don't know. So that's just the just a skimming over the top. Um, we just need to take it, another look at it. We'll also, in, uh, in, in Virginia Beach, we'll also look at what I call the cartography of heaven. There is this notion of consensus reality that when um, a crime occurs, for example, if there's eight people and six people say the what appeared to be the perpetrator went running from the 7-Eleven cash in hand, stolen from the till, uh, was wearing a red shirt and two of them say that he was wearing a blue shirt and they assume that probably were a red shirt and the red shirt is an accurate description. In the same way we can look at what Edgar Casey says, what you and I have heard and researched in um, past life regressions and life between life regressions and um, what psychics say and what near-death experiencers say and we can look at where all these places coincide and we can start to get what I call a map of heaven. Like, what does heaven really look like or what might it look like? In more concrete terms, where do all these experiences match up and where do they differ? And, and what does that mean and what can we say about it? So that's kind of exciting, you know, to, to know we might, might could have a definitive picture, at least symbolically, of what the other side looks like. Absolutely. That is amazing. You know, I was thinking about your discussion about angels and when I take people on past life regressions, they always meet with a guide of some kind to go on the journey with them. And 20 mm -hmm. years ago, I would say 90% of the people would define this guide as an angel, whereas nowadays, most of them would call it a being of light or a guide. Yeah. And so I think that this, you know, they did a recent survey about um, people's faith and what they believe in and that formal religion is kind of on the down decline downcline i think i've invented a new word today Craig. you have on the downcline hey i like it um it's on the decline and spirituality is becoming more common and so i think i i agree with you that some people like in a, a session for example on regression if you talk about angels they'll be like ah, you know because they are recovering from um, Catholicism or their childhood or feeling restricted and now they're trying to branch into something different but it really has shifted a lot over the course of time what do you think about that no I, I agree yeah I mean the, the nuns the the, um, the the new progressive group are the nuns the none of the aboves I mean by that uh, yes. in the research they're spiritual but not religious 
and um, part part of the reason why my my wife, who is a medium and a, and a intuitive life coach, Colleen Manderson and I created the Soul Empowerment Community, is there's this epidemic of loneliness. It's like where do these people go for answers? And they come to your podcast, and we're glad that you're here. Thanks for showing up. And they come into the Soul Empowerment Community, and they reach out to organizations like the ARE, um, which are less dogmatic about their beliefs or strict about their beliefs and more open to that ultimately experiences what teaches us what the divine is or what the universe is about um, and, and tries to you know try and get past the words and the concepts to the experience um, I've often said you know if you try and describe what it's like to fall in love to somebody they'll look at you cross-eyed to a kid you know how do I know whether I'm in love it's like well you know it you'll know it when you fall you know um, but we've never seen a love. We don't know how many gallons of love is. So we can bandy that word around and it can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But once you fall in love, um, you, you have a, a, an experience of it and that, that takes you beyond the words. And so, you know, my belief, a lot, a lot of what, what my work is about and the work that we're trying to do in soul impairment community is how can we have um, more of those experiences? So that, that we can be taken into the truth and experience the truth directly. And then it lives and it resonates in us. And as um, Houston Smith says, those flashes of illumination can become abiding light. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is an excellent point. I've read that survey about the nuns, so I know exactly what you're talking about. There are a lot of people who um, do not affiliate themselves with anything. And I think you're exactly right that this is when places like the ARE and other organizations can really be a help. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So you have, tell us about some upcoming events that you have later in the year that you wanted to share some Edgar Casey events that people yeah. want to check you out. Tell us about those and when are they? Yeah, we're, we're going to be doing one in um, the, it's actually July 5th through 10th at the Seabeck Retreat um, outside of Seattle. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, maybe you presented out there before. It's an amazing setting uh, uh, on the, um, what is it? Uh, the, the It's uh, on a canal with the mountains in the background. It's just absolutely majestic um, outside of Seattle, a couple hours outside of Seattle. I'll be there for five days and we'll be looking at, uh, the title will be Spiritual Advancement. And we'll, look at, we'll be looking at these kinds of experiences that can um, uh, trigger truth in us in a direct experience of the truth. <clears throat> we do an annual event in Zion Canyon National Park. I don't know if you've been there. It's an amazing, it's kind of like the Grand Canyon from the inside out. Are you familiar with it? Oh yes. Beautiful. Yeah, spe spectacular setting. Yeah. This will be our 22nd year. It's called the Heart of Forgiveness. Um, it's long been said that, you know, uh, holding a grudge, a long-term grudge is like lighting yourself on fire and expecting the other person to die of smoke inhalation. <laughs> it's like, I'm on the other, I'm on one side of town going, I hate that so-and-so and I can't believe, and I keep repeating the story in my head. And I just hate him and I hate him. And I was wrong with it. He's wrong. I tell you, and I tell my friends and you're on the other side of town having a margarita, you know, and who's doing the suffering here. And so exactly. beyond our initial sense of injustice, which we're entitled to and anger and rage as a therapist, you know, we, we have a right to that. At what point do we continue to hang on to this story that is toxic to us? And um, in, in Zion Canyon, for uh, over 20 years now, we have done this four-day retreat. Absolutely beautiful setting, uh, you know, just outside the canyon. And, uh, and we have day trips into the canyon in the afternoons. And in the mornings, we look really deeply 
at what forgiveness is about and not just a note-taking kind of workshop, but, but through a direct experience that I've developed to help release those, uh, uh, those grudges that we've carried for so long that are just so toxic and so painful for us in which we replay ourselves being tortured by that person again and again and again. We've got to find ways to give these stories up. They're just too toxic for us. So that's, that's um, yeah, I'm excited to be, uh, those are coming up in the near future. That sounds great. So tell us now um, your website and then where can people learn more about your online community? Uh, I will get you some links that you can post. Um, yeah, links will my, be below everyone. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, my website is woefully out of date, but you're welcome to check in on that or to message me through that. Uh, and uh, which is, um, uh, I like to tell this story. My, my late mother, I was talking to my mom and I said, I have a website now, mom. She said, really? I said, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's called www.gregunterberger.com. And she looked at me and smiled and I said, you know, making a joke. I said, I came up with that all by myself. And she looked at me and she said, no, you didn't. <laughs> After all, she named me. So she had a point, right? Exactly. It's, she did so it. So it's just, yes, that's right. So it's just my name, uh, gregunterberger.com. Again, we need to update the website. It's fixing to go into a complete overhaul, but, uh, but a good place to message me if you'd like to uh, get with me or um, find out more about what I do. And the Soul Empowerment Community will send you, a, a, get you a link to post. Um, right now, we are not accepting enrollment. We'll probably do another enrollment period in the fall, um, but it'll give you an overview of what it is and what it's about. And thank you so much. We'd, we'd love to have interested parties um, come. We do um, a couple of presentations a month that are online. We do, we'll be doing two in-person events a year that community members can uh, come to for free. Um, uh, and then there's lots of uh, other information. We also do interviews, Shelly, so I hope you'll come on and let us interview you sometime too. To join you, that would be awesome. That'd be great. Okay, friends, all of these links are below. So just remember, um, Greg and I are gonna be in Virginia Beach the first weekend in May, that's the 5th and 6th, I believe. And we can either see you in person, which you know we want to, or just join us online. The links to register will be below. And the 3rd of May on the first Wednesday, I'm also doing the Wednesday night webinar with the ARE. All of my programs are going to be um, featuring my book, Past Lives in Ancient Lands and Other Worlds, which was nominated for a Visionary Award. And you still have one day to vote. So thank you so much. Journey Student Records, also nominated. So um, links wow. below. We will also have links to this conference. We want you to come see us. So please come see us. We hope to catch up with you. Um, and share our love of Edgar Casey, reincarnation, near-death experiences, and all the other fun things. And just walking on that beach, Greg, don't you think it's magical in Virginia Beach? I love it. Virginia, the boardwalk is just amazing. Get a, get a bike or take a walk and stop and have a little bite here or a drink there. And it's really, really quite nice, quite beautiful on Virginia Beach. And also, uh, if I may say so, I'll be staying for a couple of days um, and doing some individual uh, regressions. Uh, past life, future lives, those kinds of things. So if people are interested in that, they can contact me through uh, gregunterberger.com. Excellent. Excellent. Greg, it's been a joy to connect with you. I can't wait to see you coming up in a few short weeks. And friends, we've done it again. Another episode of Healing Arts Season 15 underway. Thank you again for listening to the show. And I cannot wait to see you this year. It's time to get back out into public. So we're going to do it. We're going to have fun. We'll see you out there somewhere, and I will definitely see you on the next episode of Healing Arts.
All right. So we have completed our first episode. It was great to be with you. I can't wait to see you next week. So before the show ends, coming up right now, I'm going to have another deep breathing exercise. It's just a minute and a half long, and that will hopefully get you going energized, refreshed for your day and your week ahead. So I hope you're doing well. I hope you have a wonderful week ahead, and I cannot wait until we get together again next week on the next episode of Healing Arts. to end our time together, imagine that you can take another deep and healing breath in through your nose, breathing in love and joy and peace and happiness and harmony, and exhaling love and joy and peace and happiness and harmony. And imagine that every single cell in your entire being is filling with love and light and joy and happiness as you continue to breathe through your nose, filling with peace and love and exhaling peace and love. And imagine that peaceful, loving feeling just pours out of your heart center creating that beautiful golden bubble of light that surrounds you by about three feet in all directions. Feel the loving vibrations of this healing light and just know that you can be within the light now and always as you go about your day, peaceful and relaxed, energized and refreshed. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. Namaste. Guess what? Healing Arts Podcast has been nominated for a Coalition of Visionary Resources Award as one of the best spiritual podcasts. Thank you so much for supporting my show and for listening to the program. I would love it if you would vote for the show. And the other nominees I have this year is Past Lives in Ancient Lands and Other Worlds was nominated as the best book in past life regression. And Journeys Through the Akashic Records was nominated as one of the best self-help books. And so I've got the links below. I would love it if you would take a moment to vote for me. I would be so grateful. And if you complete the screens on the survey, hit the complete button and take a screenshot, you can email me at Shelly at ShellyCare.com and I will give you a free guided imagery journey that you can enjoy to say thank you for voting for my books and for this Healing Arts Podcast. Thanks for listening to the show. I look forward to joining you for season 15, which will be coming up soon. And in the meantime, thanks for your vote. You've been listening to Healing Arts with Dr. Shelley Care. Visit me online at pastlifelady.com or on YouTube at Past Life Lady or connect with me on Facebook at Past Life Lady.